Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the BJJ Foxcast. I'm your host, Alex Martinez. And today, I have a good friend of mine on the podcast, uh, Paul Manganaro. He is a black belt under Gustavo Dantes. Uh, It's still under Gustavo Dantes, right? (laughs) Under Gustavo Dantes. And he is also the uh, owner of Roll Union uh, Geese and Apparel. Um, Paul is, uh, he and I have known each other, we've known each other for what, uh, about a year and a half now, maybe two years. More than that, yeah. Yeah, more than that. And uh, so thanks for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. So uh, let's jump right into it, man. You are uh, a, a fairly new black belt. Um, and, uh, you are one of the morning coaches over at, uh, uh, GD Jiu Jitsu. Yep. Yeah. Grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep wanting to say Gracie, <laughs> Gustavo Dantes, uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu yep. and, um, in Tempe. And tell me about that, man. How, how did you come about, you know, um, did you start there as a white belt? I did. Okay. So, uh, my whole experience has been at that gym. So yeah. I, I started when I was 38 years old. Yeah. So being a new black belt, we're talking less than two months. So, wow. As you know, yeah. I just got promoted recently. Yeah. So um, it's been an awesome journey. 10 years at GD, and uh, I've always trained in the morning class there. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's something we shared. We yeah, were all morning yeah, guys. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, at Gustavo's, it's called the early bird class. Yeah. You know, I know it's zombie crew. Zombie for crew. You, that's and, right. You know, every gym has its own name, but yeah. Um, started as a white belt, 38 years old. I was looking for something new and different to stay yeah. in shape yeah and uh i had kind of bounced the idea around i knew a couple people that were training so this would have been in like 2010 2009 okay which as if if you know there isn't a lot of gyms even out in, or in the valley at that yeah. time yeah yeah it's incredible the growth that's yeah. happened in the last 12 years yeah so there wasn't a lot out there i kind of tossed the idea around and then finally um i just jumped into it so nice yeah, took a leap, and, you know, it was new to me. I wrestled one year in high school, so I had a little bit of grappling, but that was, you know, I'm 38 years old at this time, so yeah. that was 20 years prior. Yep. Um, a little intimidating going into Jiu-Jitsu Academy, not knowing what the heck yeah. to expect. Yeah. And uh, that was it, man. I I tried out one other gym locally, and um, I went to GD, uh, the second gym I tried out. I was going to try a couple – couple out i knew i was looking for a morning class yeah um because i worked i worked for uh the utility company here in the valley so uh i knew i i had nine to five work you yeah know, so i had to get some more training in the morning nice um and i found gd they had just started their morning program at that gym in fact the academy that i i train at now and i'm an instructor at is uh at the time was six months old so it was they were just opening this academy. Yeah. 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 Um, Gustavo had been teaching for many years prior. Yeah. Um, he's been teaching for at least, I think, 27, 28 years. Yeah. So that's, it, he's a tremendous person to learn under. Yeah. Um, tremendous academy and lineage. Uh, we're from Nova Uniao. Yeah. So um, it was, I kind of just immersed myself in it, you know, as yeah. a white belt, especially, I didn't. Classes were small in the morning, so I got mm-hmm. a lot of one-on-one instruction with black belts. Nice. So whoever the black belt instructor was in the morning, sometimes I would get privates because oh, yeah. there would be no one there. Yeah. Growing, you know, they were growing the academy and growing, especially the morning classes. They're a little bit slower to grow mm-hmm. um, from what I can see from other gyms. Yep. Maybe not so much now because jujitsu is just blowing up with yeah. with uh, middle-aged people, yep. especially that are working during the day. Um, but it's definitely back then. Two, Absolutely. three, four people a morning, um, a mix of 
I was always getting smoked. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, being a new white belt, there was no white belt class at the yeah. time. There was no right. fundamental class here. I, same, same here. You know yeah. how it is. You've been in there long enough. Yeah. You know, it was everyone was in the same class. So, yeah. Um, that was it, man. So I just started there. That was in 2012 and, uh, I never stopped training there. So that's awesome, man. How, how many, how many classes, how many days a, a week or do they have the morning class? Five days a week. Five days. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah. And our classes are, uh, Mondays and Wednesdays are the fundamentals. I teach oh. those. And then I teach two, uh, Thursdays in advanced class. Okay. But our fundamental classes are routinely getting 16 to 20 yeah. at least every morning, and which is, it's a big class for 630 in the morning to see that many yeah. people show up. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm really enjoying it. And I, I, I get a kick out of see. I mean, the thing, the thing about coaching is, you know, is you see the growth in people. It's yeah. so rewarding. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's. Now, now I've been coaching for two years there. I started uh, two years ago as a brown belt. I had been a brown belt for a year, started coaching, and I never looked back. I yeah. just took every opportunity I could, and then eventually it became a second job for me. And, uh, man, it's in that time I've seen people just just in two years, you know. Yeah. It, it's incredible growth. Yeah. You know? So that's very rewarding for me. So. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we uh, Tojo and I were talking about this on the podcast, and when you see somebody walk in as a white belt – and then, you know, you see their growth and you see them grow and grow and grow. And all of a sudden, like, they're on your back and you're like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but that that is a true testament to, you know, the, the coaching and and they're, um, they're um, really, like you said, you immerse yourself and their, their, their ability to immerse themselves into the sport because that does not come easy. You know, no. taking the back of a brown belt or black belt now um, is not an easy task. And, you know, if you set your sights high and you really apply yourself, you can pull it off. Yeah. I don't care who you are, where you come from, you know, and, and, uh, I think that's great, man. Um, so tell me about the, um, the dynamic in your, in your classes, because I know, uh, in, in my morning class, uh, I teach Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, mornings, just the, the key. And, um, we have a lot of professionals in that, in that, in that school. And like you said, a lot of middle-aged men and, mm -hmm. and women are starting to get into the sport. Are you seeing that trend? Are you seeing like a lot of, you know, you know, career, you know, career people coming in early on early in the morning and then getting their workouts in and then heading off to work? I mean, it's probably 95% yeah. of our class. Yeah. So, and I've been there doing this for 10 years. So yeah. even as a, is a lower belt, white belt, blue belt, the first, you know, I was a white and blue belt for four and a half years, that yeah. period of time, I, I recognized it then, you know, yeah. cause that's what during that time is when you start making the friendships in yep. the gym. Yep. That was one thing I didn't realize, uh, when I signed up was now I have a family that's yeah. outside of my own family, yeah. which is, in, it's just, I mean, the fact that I'm sitting here on a jujitsu podcast, <laughs> I have my own jujitsu podcast yeah. and an apparel company. I mean, I'm in this stuff. Yes. You know? So I think that's part of, finding joy in jujitsu and training and teaching coaching is immersing yourself in it. Yeah. And really, um, with like no second thought, right. You know, just diving head first. 100%. And, and you know, that's exactly what you're saying. You know, you can, it's all on you on yeah. how much you're going to train, how much you're going to advance and study. Yep. Um, so to answer your question, we, uh, so I teach three days a week in the morning. Um, some of the challenges, in the class that I found is moving quickly through things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, this, um, I would love, I, I'll set a system up maybe for a Monday, Wednesday, the fundamentals. It's, 
it's so important that you make both those classes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, so man. Yeah. You miss, you miss the Monday. You miss the first part. Yep. Sometimes. And you the, know? it's very important too. Yeah. You, you go a lot of detail. Yeah. You can't repeat everything. That's, yeah. that's one of the things. Cause I'm very, very much uh, planned out and I want people to learn it in a stepped fashion. Yeah. So, um, you know, you're missing a week here or a day here. You're just missing the whole system. Yeah. Because I like to teach in little systems. Yep. And that's my own personal touch onto the curriculum. Yeah. Uh, Gustavo writes, has written all the curriculum for us. Um, he's an excellent instructor, uh, a wizard in, yeah. in terms of technique and knowledge 100%. and history. Um, he, uh, we have a, we have a uh, fundamental curriculum and an intermediate curriculum curriculum that we stick to pretty closely. The advanced nice. Is is more from the coaches comes from the coaches sure, and yeah. just more advanced stuff. We yeah, don't, you know that's once you're you have all of this stuff. We'd like to get you through the fundamentals, the intermediate stuff, get everything you know, get you tuned up so that you're at least ready to learn some more advanced stuff. Yeah. That's not to say we don't have uh, maybe longer term white belts and yeah. blue belts in our advanced class. That definitely you know that definitely happens, but it's going to be harder for you to pick up some advanced skills if yeah. you don't know the fundamentals. hundred percent. I mean, we, yeah. we definitely know that it's fun to yeah. try them, yeah. but as I, I think we could all use some more uh, learning of the fundamentals. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, we, we talked, I think we talked about this on your podcast and, and t- just, just so, so the listeners know, um, give us the name of your podcast. Uh, it's the road to black podcast. Yep. So, uh, we, um, I've been been on liaison for this last year, 2022. We haven't recorded. I'm just going to put that out there. But, you know, we're coming around. We're going to do some more episodes at some time. But there's 50 episodes booked. We we were doing, we were cranking through them. We had one a week. Yep. It's a lot to keep up. Alex was our last guest we had on there. Go check them out. Um, Very much discussion guests sometimes but my partner and i would discuss all kinds of topics yeah, so, i loved it I, yeah. I really loved your podcast and i'm, I'm kind of bummed that you're not yeah. still doing we'll, it we will be okay. we had to take you know like i told you before the show i got a lot going on yeah and we can get into some of that but um you know you can only i'm of the person that i like to put 100 percent into things yeah and if i can't do that or i'm half-assing something yeah it's just we put a pause on that. Agreed. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's, it's there. Like that. You know, yeah. it, it's still a podcast. It's still online. You can go check them out. I still have people listening to the episodes and contacting me. We'll get another episode out soon. But um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we, we talked about this on your podcast, uh, on the Road to Black podcast. It, it, you know, uh, the the uh, belts, the belt system, which I think I love it. I, I, I love everything about the jujitsu belt system. Every time I learn something about the belt system, like a kid system or adult system, like what a great idea. Yeah. So, um. But I have noticed that, you know, somebody gets uh, a new belt and like, I think Wes said it, the belt felt kind of heavy. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not quite sure if I'm ready for this. Um, And I've heard a lot of purple belts like tell me, yeah, you know, yeah, coach, I'm going to, I'm going to start working a little bit more, you know, fundamental stuff. I'm like, bro, you've had five years to work on that. You know what I mean? You should have that. I'm not saying you got to have it down because I, I still learn a lot. You know, yeah. I love teaching my fundamentals class. I teach the evening fundamentals uh, three days a week mm-hmm. and I still study. Like it could be, you know, as simple as a hip bump sweep oh, and yeah. I'll just go back and I start looking for people doing it. You know, Hadra Gracie's a great, you know, wealth of knowledge. I study, I study Hadra a lot. A lot, man, because yeah. his fundamental game is so beautiful. Right. Yeah. And he's so, I, you know, I love what he says, um, about, you know, the way he, he learned technique. He's well known for being able to get mount and staying on mount until he chokes you. Yeah, right. Exactly. 
and but he he said uh, I think I was watching one of his seminars that he did at Henzo's place, and he was saying I didn't develop a good mount game until my black belt. Yeah, and I'm sitting there like, this is like the best in the world. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it took him that long to nail it. So you guys got time. However, yeah, exactly, you got he worked on that his whole life. Yeah. Right. If you're not if you're dabbling, it's going to take you a lot longer. Right. You got to focus on um, you got to focus on the training in mm. outside of the gym. Yeah. That is where I made my most the biggest. Tell me about that. Say more about and that. What I mean by that is you if you're especially for I can say this definitely for like a part time grappler. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're just going a few times a week. Yeah. Which was basically my whole experience. Mm. Three, four times a week. Um, I competed a little bit at, at white and per, uh, blue belt competed a lot more at purple belt, challenged myself a lot. Um, but I've never been like a two, you know, I started at 38 years old. Yeah. So I'm also always through the last 10 years trying to maintain my body, yeah. my health, yeah. how it is. But what I mean by that, I see people advancing more when they are doing the external study because you can only get so much direction and instruction from your coach. Yeah. And I'm a coach mm-hmm. and I know this, you know, I, I'm, if you're only with me three, four, four hours a week, what, you can go learn three, four hours. It's infinite. Yeah. The information out there. hundred percent. Yep. That's why we've also, um, you've seen the gym versus gym mentality go away. The, you know, there's more cross training at open mats. Yeah. There's more acceptance. It's made the community better. Yeah. And that is because the access to information is there now. Yes. Before you didn't have the information. You right. had to hold, hold on to your gym information. We're not yeah. going to share secrets. Yeah. You know, it's gym versus gym. This is, this. It's very well known in, ju- in the jiu-jitsu world. In some places, it might still be that way. But here in the Valley, it's pretty open. And a lot of that comes because you have so much access to information. Yes. Yeah. So I always recommend taking notes. Um, and, and this is tough. And I know there's been times when I hated doing it or, or you don't do it at all for a while. But yeah. I did advance more, especially when I was a blue belt. I started just writing down what I learned in my own words, or even, and I would go to work and I'd be working all day, but I'd have a little notepad there. Yeah. And it showed what I've worked and I would make a little calendar. Nice. And all it is, is a little mental, uh, reminder. And I tell my students, if you can just do that and look back and it even gives you a sense of self of satisfaction, like you've learned something. Yeah. Look at, this is my last month. This is the things I learned. Even if it just says close hip bump sweep to counter to Kimura or something, you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. but in your mind, you can train your mind to recall those things. Yeah. So it's like they say, if you write something down, you remember it. Yeah. It's, it's true. If you if you go through class, we've all been doing this. You and I have been doing this long enough. A lot of techniques go in one ear and out the other. 100%. Yeah. So you got to make something stick. So I always tell them, you know, if this is going to, if you want to apply this to your game or you feel like this is something you can utilize, make a note of it. Make yeah. a note of what we've done, we've done today. Um, and then... Build your game upon that. And it's just, it's just good habit to get into. Now, yeah. if you want to go more advanced, start looking at systems. And obviously, this is very uh, academy or coach dependent. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to tell everyone to go study outside your coach. Right. Talk to your coach about what you're learning. Yeah, okay? yeah. So yeah. I want to put that out there first. Yeah. No, I like that. But um, for me, I made my biggest advances when I hit, you know, later stages of purple belt especially, but brown belt, when I started a teaching, I started studying yeah. a lot. Yeah. And and that is where I can see what Hodger was saying is because I know fundamentals, but when you start 
really looking at them at a de deeper level, you even know, you pick up on little things where it's like, I didn't even, I've never even called that detail yeah. out. <laughs> right? And so yeah. you find those types of things when you get deeply, and anyone can do this. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. You know, people are like, well, you've advanced a lot since you've been teaching. Yeah. Well, you could do too if you studied all week it's, long like I'm doing. It's available to everybody. Yeah, so. You know, it's not, it's not closed to, no. you know, it's not, it's not the middle ages where you're, you know, you have one person read the Bible and telling you what it's in it. You know exactly. what I mean? This is like the, the, all the information's out there. It's, it's out readily there. Available. You got to know how to like take it in, uh, consume it and then put it in play. Yeah. Right. So you know, even when I was I was a purple belt, I was looking at other, or, you know, the 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 advent of just Instagram instructionals. You know? Yeah. So my Instagram now, I'll just say it. it I have folders saved of every position. <laughs> same, same thing. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a wealth of knowledge. Mm -hmm. So I can go back. Even let's say I'm off curriculum this week, and I'm just going to have a day where I can teach whatever I want. Yeah. Or I'm going to teach some advanced system. I know what I want to do. I'll go back look at a couple of videos, start putting together something. And it's just when you get that, uh, when you get that good at understanding what you're looking at and the yeah. technique, then you can start building systems. And that's kind of what I do on top of our curriculum is just this works. If this doesn't work, we're counting with this. I'm yes. always teaching another Avenue. I love it. Yeah. So that's my whole direction is having a few choices. And for example, one of the simple things I teach is like a deep lasso system. So mm -hmm. Deep lasso, if they put this leg up, let's say they start on their knees and you have them a deep lasso, they put this leg up, we're doing this like this week. Yeah. Put this leg up, we're yes, doing very yes, simple yes. identification. So new yep. people, they can just say, okay, and that's how I teach it is like, well, how, and then if I roll with them, I'll stop I'll, or I'll bait them into yeah. putting my leg up. Yeah. <laughs> you, do you miss that or you got it? Yep. And that's how I can determine. And that's just a simple explanation, but I do that with basically everything. I love it. Um, and that's just me. Every instructor is different. Uh, I teach three mornings a, a week. Uh, Gustavo teaches one of the classes. And then Josh Rodriguez, a good friend of mine, teaches the no-gi. We have a no-gi on Friday mornings. Oh, nice. So Monday through Thursday is in the gi in our class. Uh, Friday mornings is no-gi. And then our school has classes at all throughout the day. Yeah. So yeah. every day. Josh was one of my first instructors. He was my uh, morning coach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Over at, nice. uh, at, at Nava's place. Um he and I developed a really good relationship because, again, the morning class was new. Yeah. There might have been three people in there, so we were basically getting private lessons from Josh, yeah. which is awesome. He was a purple belt and then got his brown belt shortly after. But, um, man, that was – he's such a great guy. He's hes my favorite grappler. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. He's just – the guy is incredible. He's he's a wealth. He's like a wizard with yeah. his knowledge. And yeah. I, it blows me away, and I see him all the time. Right? Yeah. He's just still to this day – even when he was a lower belt like you, he's yeah. teaching at our school too. Yeah. Or like, you know, he was teaching you. Yeah. He's just got a, a jujitsu mind, um, you know, and he he can compete with the best of them. He's a good, great competitor, but a, an excellent coach. Yeah, he's, so he's, he's a great coach. Yeah. He's he's just got he's got all the skills. So like he's always working on, and the thing I like about Josh is he's always, uh, he'll stretch, you know, he's a wizard at like lapel system let's yep. say <laughs> yeah okay but he never does that anymore right. ever yeah. you know and it's like yeah. oh this guy has a whole skill set that yep. he never does anymore because he, he's he pushing himself when he wants. Yeah. yeah so he's he's really getting into a lot of the leg lock game as you know yeah. in in understanding that because he takes great pride in being someone that filters the main information in our yeah. gym he's a he's that's the guy so yeah. he's one of our you know and gustavo and josh they're just they're top yeah for sure for sure i um 
uh, going back to uh, teaching fundamentals and, and studying, one thing that I started doing is uh, next week we're going over uh, arm bars from Mount. And, you know, I, what I do is I put myself in that situation and I start executing arm bars from Mount in my live roles. And I'm like, okay, against white belts, pretty simple. Against blue belts, I I felt resistance here. And I'm making notes of that. Yeah. And then against higher belts, you know, they, they didn't fall for this. They kept this. Maybe their elbows were flared. Okay, how do I break that down? Those are the things I'm studying. Yeah. Because my goal, you know, it, it's it's really, I don't want my students to be able to submit other white belts. I want them to be able to submit me. Like, I want them to be able to execute that on the highest at the yeah. highest level possible. Um, and really, that's, that's what I'm studying for. And once I started doing that, dude, I'm telling you, it change my teaching a lot because I can definitively say this is why this isn't working because a higher belt knows it's coming and they're going to do this and once they do that you can do this and like you said you're giving them other avenues as well so they don't get that tunnel vision yeah you know uh, on on that move tunnel vision is that's the number one thing young, yeah. uh, newer grapplers do yes you know yeah. they just don't have the skill set otherwise so yeah I always try to build upon that um, because I knew that I struggled with that you know I'd yeah you don't want to be a one trick pony because once people figure you out, you know, that's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to have some other game, and yeah. especially if you're competing and things like that. But, um, in the gym, you know, you got to be trying out new stuff. You yeah. Gotta, I, I preach that a lot. Um, there's some of the best competitors have a couple moves that they hit all the time. And I think for competition, that's entirely appropriate. Yeah. But it's, I always just tell people, especially if you're not competing, it's like, what's, what kind of grappler do you want to be? Yeah. Are you, do, you, do you have aspirations to be a black belt? And what kind of black belt is that? Right. There's black belts that are amazing competitors, but they might not have the breadth of knowledge. Yeah. And that's just, everything is subjective in mm -hmm. jiu-jitsu, right? Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But do you want to be the person that has, you know, that can play a little game everywhere? Yeah. That's some people want to do that. And, and I mean, by meaning you want to know all the positions, right? Maybe you're never going to, that that's, that's why jujitsu is beautiful because you have it's infinite. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's never a stop. It's yeah. just, it's only yourself that's holding yourself back. Right. Yeah. You're just saying, I don't even know anyone that says I can't learn anymore because let's be <laughs> honest, it's, it's a stupid statement. Yeah, you know, it it's is. Like, it is. I mean, if, even if now, if you don't enjoy it anymore, that's another aspect that I talk about a lot on my past uh, podcast. That could drive people away at any belt. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm big on like your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's huge. That's what I see successful gyms, successful coaches like yourself. There's something about being in the room. Not, yeah. I mean, and we're fortunate. We have good gyms and uh, academies yes. that have that. Yeah. They're not all like that. Right, um, right. I've met plenty of people that have trained at places they don't really like to go there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So... That in and of itself is 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 key, you know, is, is to find a good group of people, even if it's a different class at time of the day. Yeah. You know, you gotta that's that's gonna what's gonna keep you engaged. Yeah. And one thing that I notice is um, you know, going back to um, you know, uh, the old school, the not sharing information, you know, nobody cross trained and you know, back in the day, all that. I can kind of understand why that came about. Because if you have somebody like Gustavo Dantes or, you, you know, uh, Josh Rodriguez and yourself teaching your students all of this stuff. And you're putting in the time. You're putting in the time to learn this shit, right? Yeah. I mean, you're really dedicating yourself to understanding the system, the concept, and how to communicate to, 
communicate that to your students. And then your student goes somewhere else and starts teaching people your stuff. I can, I can, I can get behind that. I'm not, listen, I love when my, when my students cross train, I, I do, but I can understand that standpoint. I really can. Yeah. Um, but I think like, how should I put this? I think, I think when it comes down to, you know, putting in the, putting in the time, it should be, uh, more of a labor of love. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I want to walk in 100% prepared. I'm not going to wing it. I'm certainly not going to wing it when I walk into class because I think when, when you, like we talked about on your podcast, when you wing it, everybody knows it. Yeah. Everybody knows because oh, you're not coach, ready. As yeah. As a coach. Yeah. You're, 100%. You're, you're not. And, and now you're doing your students a disservice because you're maybe because you're not prepared, you're jumping into the middle of a system. You've skipped a bunch of stuff that yeah. you should have taught before, and now you're just showing a move, right? Yeah. And they can't execute that move because they don't understand the whole system. They don't understand the right grip. They don't understand the right yeah. body position, the right hip to be on, stuff like that. So Totally. Yeah, yeah. It's, and, you know, and that's, you got to find a good coach. Yeah. <laughs> you got to, you know, that's another thing. You know, it, it's just hard. I just, I've, I've done a lot of study on the overall picture of jujitsu. Yeah. It's because I'm, in jujitsu oriented businesses, yep. um, it's, it's paramount that you find a good gym, but what is good? Um, right. I mean, that's, yeah. it's, that too is subjective. Yeah, it is. You know, yeah. you can read, you can read reviews and, and I'm, I don't, I'm not even think and thinking of anyone in, in particular, but I always bring up this topic. It's like, even take it for myself. If I'm a new black belt and I go open an academy, I can start teaching mm-hmm. and I feel like I had a, I have a good tight black belt as mm-hmm. Gustavo would say, you're, yep. you, we want our belts tight in our gym. And that means you ain't getting promoted until you're, right. you know, you're ready. You're, you're ready. ready. Yeah. So, um, but if I go and start teaching things, then I, I do have my own flair to it. Yep. And let's say I wasn't as skilled or I didn't come from a lineage as ours yep. where you have a lot of knowledge yeah. and Jiu-jitsu is getting watered down with just so much out there. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. I'm saying is newer people, even newer black belts, might not have as much knowledge as someone else, yeah. but to their students, they think they're learning something. Yeah, yeah. Now, I've, I've had actually people talk to me about this where they've, students of mine, they've been to other places and they thought they were learning mm-hmm. good jiu-jitsu. Yeah. But in, in retrospect, they, they understood that things are different in other places. Let me, let me just put it that way. Yeah, and and Paul Nava talked about that because he got his he got his blue belt through a different person, right? Mm-hmm. Went to train at Gustavo Dante's, and he got worked. He was like everybody in the room, every blue belt white belt in the room was working him, yeah. and he's like, oh, there's there's a difference. Yeah, right. Um, but I truly believe that the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Yeah, and when somebody walks into an academy and they start training. I think they'll start seeing common sense kind of takes over and you're like, okay, well this guy's never prepared. The place is it's, it's freaking, you know, closed half the time, you know, instructors hardly ever show up. You know, the morning class is usually like one person and you know, whoever shows up the highest belt teaches, they're going to drive their customers away. They're going to go somewhere else because places as professional as GD, as you know, Nava's as Kishino's place as, as our place. We, we, we really pride ourselves in being professional those are the ones where people walk in and they're like, okay, this is, yeah. uh, this is going to work, you know? And, and especially when you're, like you said, we're, we're drawing more professionals in the marketplace, right? Mm-hmm. And they're coming in and they have an expectation. They yeah, they know. And they have the option now. Yep. That's what they didn't have in the past, maybe. Yeah. You know, you, you only had a few options. Yeah. So you better pick the right, the most, you know, yeah. that's how I ended up at GD, honestly. Yeah. Because I yeah. did enough research to know 
there's a couple gyms in town that have this much hair, uh, you know, pedigree and history yeah. and lineages, lineages, yeah. the word really. Yeah. Um, that was legit. Yeah. So just so happened our gym, our academy is right in the, right in near where I worked. So it worked, <laughs> worked out fine, you know? So, yeah, um, yeah. I went on the way to work and that was, you know, I just kind of went through the ranks and, uh, what, how I came about to be an instructor going back to your first question is basically there was an opportunity, um, all throughout I've always been there. Mm. So I'm the first person to ever go from white to black belt training in that class. Wow. Now, so cool. Now I'm an instructor in there. So nice. it shows I, I have a lot to do with this class. That's you know? beautiful. Yeah. There's a lot of this class. That's me. Yeah. Because I pour my heart into it and I'm there all the time and this is what it's become. Yeah. So that's what it is. And that's, that's why that's, people like that. And that's the vibe they like and they friendship. And honestly, it's just friendships. It's, yeah. uh, I'm friends with all my students yeah. in there, even, even newer people. It's you make fast friends in that class. It's just yeah. a really good vibe. Yeah. And lifelong friends. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So all my cool. best friends are, they're now jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. You spend a lot of time with the people, you know, yeah. so, um, yeah. you both share a passion. That's obviously it's going to be, you're going to find some fast friends. And, yeah. Uh, it's been cool. Yeah. So. Uh, you had mentioned your uh, other businesses, and I want to talk about those. I want to talk about um, your your um, your gi and uh, and uh, apparel line. I love mm-hmm. the I love the new stuff that's coming out. Tell me tell me about that. How did that How did that come about? How, there's okay. So for those people that don't know jujitsu and don't know about gis, the market has you can get a gi with any kind of patch, anything you want on it. You took the plunge and you started your own gi company. Tell me about that. How did that come about? Uh, I had a previous business in the Valley that I had just recently through COVID. Um, we just sh- shut it down basically. Yeah. So, but through, through building that business up, I understood that at first I wanted to have my own business. Yeah. And that, that was, I used to own a cryotherapy company. Yeah. As you know, I love um, that place. Chill fit cryo. Yeah. It kept me healthy. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I miss it. <laughs> I miss the treatments. Yeah. Um, but through opening that business and just being a business uh, entrepreneur. Yeah. I understood after a while that I really love the entrepreneurial a- uh, avenue. Yeah. But that business wasn't as closely related to my passion as I wanted a business. Yeah. Okay. So that's really how I got into Royal Union is that even for years I've wanted to do an apparel yeah. company. Okay. Even even before I trained jujitsu. Okay. Um I just always, you know, had skate t shirts, surf yeah. surf teacher. I love, you know, just that type of clothing. And I always wanted some, but I never had the concept. Yeah. So when I got into jujitsu, <clears throat> you know, I was looking at, you know, there's the big, the big apparel companies out there. And, uh, so as I became an entrepreneur, I just put, I came up with a concept that I wanted to have my own apparel company. Yeah. Um, I thought it would be cool. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, that's, <laughs> I, I'm always, I've always had the nicest geese, you know, in the room yeah. and stuff. So yeah. I just wanted to, put put that like personal touch on it and just create my own thing because I just got into this creative mode. Yeah. As I get older, um so I worked 20 years for utility um just doing 9 to 5, you know, going yeah. to, you know, but once I started getting older I'm realizing you only have so much time yep. in this life to do yep. something that you're passionate about. Yep. So jujitsu helped me find that passion inside of me about being passionate about something. I love it. Yeah. That, that is really the first passion Yeah, because I've worked out my whole life, Yeah, but it never, it was never the passion that right. BJJ is. So yeah. that kind of set off 
a more exploration of myself saying I need to get back to what I wanted to do when I was a kid, which was be more artistic. I was an artist, but I dropped all that because got to go to school, got to go to get a, yeah, get a job. Yeah, yeah. So now um, I started doing, picking it up and uh, like five years ago, just doing more graphic design, diving, diving into that hobby of mine. I always did it on the side. Yeah. I've always done content creation. I when my kids were small, I would be the one I made video DVDs for Christmas. You know, it's oh, like, wow. yeah. So okay. a lot of video editing, yeah. uh, Photoshop. I've always been into that stuff. So, yeah. and graphic design. So I think three, well, I know three years ago, three and a half years ago, I just came up with the concept of this brand and, um, Roll Union, it's just obviously what it sounds like. It's just togetherness. And the, even the emblem, the logo, which I never really explained before, but if you know the logo, it's like an interconnectedness. Yeah. So that that's represents two people doing jujitsu, really. Uh, I mean, I you it. can't do jujitsu without another person. That's true. Yep. So um, that's it. And, you know, it's just a union. It's also a, a play on words from Nova Unyao. Yeah. Because I'm from New Union, you know, Nova Unyao jujitsu. So. This is Roll Union, and yeah, I just started diving into it, and I create just started getting creative with it, um, and that was it. I, yeah. I knew I knew how to do a business. Yeah, I knew how to. I has already had a my own business, yeah. so I knew how. I basically just took that framework of running a business and applied it applied into to a different, uh, you know, industry, much more creative, um, much more. Uh, not I wouldn't say much more. Uh, it, they're both very satisfying to have the jobs I've had. And yeah. because I create both businesses I created were a hundred percent myself. Yeah. So I just poured all my creativeness into it. And as you know, with chill fit, that was a big part of, it was just a cool shop. Yeah. You know? So, um, with Royal union, we've been around for three years. So I went online three years ago. I put a gi out and it, to be honest, when I see people wear this gi, that particular gi, I'm, I kind of cringe because I'm like, <laughs> it was, it's nobody, literally nobody called, the first one. it was yeah. literally called the prototype because I was just messing around and yeah. trying to see if this was going to work. Yeah. But, you know, it took a couple of years to develop relationships with my team that make the products. Um, but I design everything and, uh, you know, it's, it's fun. You know, it's, yeah. it's cool to have it. It's hard to explain, but when you create something, it's awesome when, like if you're an artist, you paint a picture. Yeah. Someone buys your photo and, or you're a photographer and they put it up in their house. Pretty proud. That I is, get to see that on like the world stage. Yeah, that's a cool Like moment. when someone wins worlds and they have, you know, that's, yeah. that's it. <laughs> or, you know, when you're on the podium and you're wearing yeah. my gi because yeah. you're one of the people that, that wear it. And I yeah. appreciate that. But it's uh, it's a cool feeling, you know. It's like, yeah. okay, I created that. People know about it now, but I'm also helping this athlete out. And yeah. It's, it's cool. So yeah. it's been fun. Yeah, th and 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 your your designs are awesome, man. You do a good job. Like every time you drop one, I'm like, okay, this is gonna be hard to top. And then you drop another, I'm like, holy yeah. crap, that was a smart idea. Um, but you've got several sponsored athletes, mm -hmm. okay. And my, you know, I'm I've always been curious, like how you pick the athletes you're going to sponsor. I mean, there's there's people that wear your apparel that are not sponsored athletes, right? It's it's yeah. moving along. Like you, I've seen it more and more, especially local tournaments, and I've, I saw it a lot at Worlds and. Normally, I recognize people that are wearing your stuff, and there were some people that I didn't. So it's like that's reach, good news. For yes, me. that's great yeah. news for you, right? Yeah. Um, but how do you pick those sponsored athletes? Um, it completely depends on. Well, first of all, and let's talk in general terms. It mm -hmm. depends on the company who's sponsoring. That's the number one thing, because if you're talking like a large company like a Hyperfly at this point, versus someone like myself it's going to be a completely different reasoning. Gotcha. 
qualifications, yep. everything, you yep. know, um, for me. So rec- if you're looking for a sponsorship, you have to recognize the company that you're dealing with. Okay. Yeah. And by that in your mind, if someone might come across Royal Union, it's very professional because that's the way I make it. Yep. I'm professional about it. Yep. So, you know, everything looks good. The, yeah. the apparel's good. I try to do as much as I can with the, you know, the social media and the yep. advertising and stuff. But you also have to know that I'm a, this is a small company that's three years old. Yeah. So it's, it's not going to be the same as if you can go to a bigger company that may have more reach or more money to give yep. people or to help people out. Yeah. That's if you're at high level, if you're just, you know what I get the most, and this is known, and this is from both companies I've owned, because even at my cryotherapy studio, I had a lot of people in the in the combat sports world wanting to get sponsored. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so Hell yeah. It's not that it wasn't the cheapest service, so yeah. people, and you know, and I appreciate that. I have no problem with that. Yeah, but you you know what I would recommend is that people at least purchase something from that company. Yes. This is like the number one thing I can tell people. Yeah. I'll get people saying, Hey, can you sponsor me? And I'll, I'll get a long email or a long <laughs> message. Yeah. And it's like, well, you don't even know really who I am yeah. or what I stand for. Right. Or what my apparel is. Yeah. It's almost, to be honest, it's almost offensive that it doesn't make sense to me that you just, if you're just looking for a sponsorship from anyone. Okay. I get yeah. it. But I, I, I'm more of the fan of person that would want to wear your stuff because right. it's, it feels good. Yeah. Or it fits good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know people that are sponsored by companies that they don't really even like their apparel. Wow. It's like, wow, yeah. well, kind of, you know, it defeats the purpose. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I guess if you just want to say you're sponsored, yeah, you know, right. there's, yeah. there's that yeah. out there too. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of that Yeah. because you know, the way, so to answer your question, I just work with people that I, I see, uh, some promise mm-hmm. if it's a younger person or I really look at the way the people act. That's a hundred percent how it is. That's how I got a hold of you. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. That's how we became friends. Oh, yeah. I, I just reached out to you because um, I respected you. I didn't even know who you, I didn't even know you. Thank I just you. knew you, tra- you trained at Paul Navas. Yeah. And I was like, look at this guy. He's my age. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's getting out there competing all the time. You know, I looked up to you in that way and I didn't even know you, but I just, you were on the scene. I'm like, this guy's hustling. You know, I could see his work. I saw your jujitsu is really good. And I was like, part of my target market is middle-aged people. Yeah. Yeah. So you're the middle-aged model for me. Well, thank you. Um, in a way. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm saying that in jest, but to be honest, Jiu-jitsu is no longer just a young man's sport. You know, I see, I still see people, ah, I'm, I'm not in the adult category anymore. I'm, right. Go look at master one and master worlds and yeah. tell me these people aren't savages. Yeah. Yeah. Like there is no switch any, like being an older athlete means n- very little in terms of that anymore where you lose. Cause not only do you have people that are just better qualified or better skilled, but now you have all these legends yeah. that have been training their entire They've been black belts for 20, 30 years. Yep. Now they're in the categories. Yep. So you're no slouch if you're competing. So I just don't like that. I hear you. So I get I, I get I'm, that a lot. You know how you know how that is. It's like as an older athlete now, I just see so many old studs everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and women, you know, yeah. that are just killing it. So. Yeah. And you know, it it's funny, like um, you know, as a as a black belt going in, you know, masters four, I'm like, 
I'm shaking hands with people about to fight guys that I YouTubed when yeah. I was a white belt. And wow. I'm like, do you realize who you are, dude? <laughs> <laughs> it's really humbling. Surreal. Man. But I had, uh, I had Kashini on the podcast last night. There was a group of us. And uh, he was talking about, you know, if you think winning masters is easy, go do it. Try yeah. it. Don't train. Don't train because it's so easy. You'll get your ass handed to you. Yeah. He trains his butt off. He's, uh, I believe he's masters two now. But he still trains like he's an adult. Well, if you saw his performance at Master Worlds. Oh. <laughs> Five subs. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. All different. All subs. Yeah, all different. Yep. yep. That's quite, and, and there, it's no joke. Ma- no, master man. one, master two. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah. To go back, so to go back to your question, I mean, every every athlete is different in the way I uh, they approach me or I approach them. Yeah. So one thing I would just say is understand the people your company because I want to work when you when you sponsor someone, especially if you're a owner operator mm-hmm. like I am. Mm-hmm. I don't have a team that handles sponsors like right. maybe a bigger company does. Right. Where the owners they don't have to even have a relationship with yeah. these people. They're getting bigger names. You know, so if you're not a big name, if you're a bigger name, you could go and get a bigger company sponsorship. Sure. Yeah, they might uh, they might pay for some of your tournaments. They're going to give you a ton of apparel, support you in a different way. Every company's different. I've seen. I kn- I know. I have friends that are sponsored by bigger companies. I know what they do. Um, for me, though, a smaller company, you got to form a relationship. Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't mean anything for me. Yeah. I d- you're not really going to help. It's not that you're a Gordon Ryan and you're going right. to make me rich. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, yeah. so it's no one is like that. Yeah. To be honest, there's only a few people in our sport that can There's only bring, one Gordon Ryan. Yeah, that can is literally it? bring up companies like yeah. that. Yeah. So what you have to understand is like you got to develop for me, you got to it's about the relationship. So yeah. I I like for you, I just contacted and asked if you'd be interested and we just became fast friends, you yeah. know. It's like just chatting about jujitsu and I am, I'm a very personable person. I can get along with pretty much anyone. So I knew we would just, uh, form this relationship once you, you know, said, okay. So it's just cool because then I have a friend that's competing, showing off the gi. Yeah. Um, you open your Academy. Yeah. People see how slick Alex looks on the map. Um, it's a great fit, dude. It makes you look way better than exactly. (laughs) Well, Hey, I got to sell that. So I gotta, I gotta, Sound bite that and send it to me. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I'll tell you what though. Um, when you reached out, and it was a it was a really cool. I mean, really cool message you sent me. It was very humbling, and I'm still humbled. Like we've been together almost three years now, and um, it's it's one of those things. Like every time you send me something, or I get something in the mail, or like today you brought some stuff with you. I'm always like, I I want to go out of my way to just walk up to you and say thank you because yeah. it's it means a lot man like i'm i'm completely humbled by it i i it, it's not lost on me what you're what you're doing as a business owner because i'm one too yeah and you know i feel like i don't know why like i in my mind is like you know you're taking a risk on on me right mm-hmm. and and uh so i i i feel like i need to deliver you know yeah. what i mean so um i'm i'm i i love the i love the geese i love the apparel awesome. so yeah man thank you for that yeah no problem yeah man. i mean that's I knew, I knew who you were from afar. Yeah. I could tell your personality and I talked, I had talked to you once before or something and, and I have friends that know you. So that's all it took. And I just was like, I, I'm looking for good representation of my product. Yeah. That's it. I don't want, I don't want any drama or craziness or, or, you know, just, you don't have to be a world champion either. Right. It's to be, to be, I'm looking for people that affect others in a positive way. Yeah. Okay. That could be from you coaching. Amazing. Love having you on the squad. Um, it could be a younger athlete that has 
you know, that might be a world champion someday. You yeah. know, they have different needs as you do. I don't want to, it's not all about apparel. I want to be there for a friendship too. Yeah. You know? So I try yeah. to, I try to like people that I try to like boost them up or send them messages or yeah. that's a one-on-one experience that you're not going to get from a bigger company. True. Yep. But I also don't have deep pockets. I can't right. afford to support everyone. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and support comes in different forms and fashions. Of course. And um, so it just depends. You know, I have, I just so far want to support local people that I highly respect in the sport. Yeah. And, and that's it. Like just have a relationship and it's cool for someone to be able to wear a, a specific gi. And if you don't like the fits and you don't like the gis, then I, then don't do it. Like, it's not for you. You know, yeah. I'm just saying, but I, it usually, it's usually people that I, they're either, you know, a couple younger people I support now, they both purchased my gear before. Yeah. They were already wearing it in their tournaments. Yep. They had it on the podium and posting photos. Yeah. Yeah. See where yeah. I'm going with yeah, this? Yeah, of course. <laughs> they were working for me already. 100%. And, and I'm not saying that in any kind of take advantage of way, but I'm saying those people, they are doing that before. I was yeah. even helping them to yeah. help my business. Yeah. That's how much that is meaningful to people yeah. that have businesses. So yeah. um, throwing up your gi up there, being proud of that moment. It's like, hey, what better represent rep, somebody to represent my gear than someone that already loves it and yeah. is killing it. Yeah. And they're good. They, they have good character. They, you know, um, a lot of it now is social media, to yeah. be honest. So yeah. I don't, I even if I'm close with you, I mm. probably wouldn't entertain the idea of supporting someone at these times without being very, very much on social media. Yeah. Yeah. In in my business, you almost have to be. You so be. Yeah. it's, it gone are the days of when you can just win a tournament and go up and take a photo and that's good for your sponsor. Now it's awesome, but you got to work as a team because yeah. for them or for me to provide things, I also need help. I'm, I'm incorporating other people on the team. Yep. That's all. And yeah. I'm just reimbursing you in a, in a different way, yeah. than like a paycheck. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You look yeah. at it that way. Yeah. Because that's really what it is in bigger companies yeah. when they're sponsoring people. The, the larger companies in, in my business, they'll they'll have you sign a contract. Yep. And you have to be very, very much, in, in fact, some of them have, you have to post this many times. Yes. Yep. So, and they, can, they track that. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I just, I don't, I'm not at that point. I just hopefully work with people that I can trust. And I usually will say something like that. It's like, Hey, just throw me a shout out. They don't make, yep. but it goes back and forth. Yep. I like to share people's experiences, put, put other eyes on the athletes that are wearing my stuff, not just for my stuff, but for those people, yeah. you know, we all rise together. Absolutely. That's my attitude. Yeah. And, um, and I'm just, I'm one of you anyway. Yeah. I'm I, cause I, I'm a business owner that I'm an apparel jujitsu apparel business owner that trains and teaches and coaches. And yeah. there's not many of those. They're, they're, they're not. Yeah. They're not. Because like, it's hard to do all that, yeah, you know, and I'm sure. not saying, I'm just saying there's apparel, jujitsu apparel companies out there that are run by people that really don't even train. So yeah. at least I can, I like to hang my hat on that. It's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm wearing this stuff yeah. every day Yeah, and I have high standards. Yeah. So I, I test all this stuff before I put it out. Um, it's been great, man. I mean, I, it's a slow grow business. I don't. Yeah. Um, it's not my number one job, right? Um, I do have a career otherwise. And, um, so you can put as much time as it, as I can. And so I'm help. I'm thankful for all the help from yeah. all, from all the people I work with and, and including people that 
are my friends that just always buy my stuff and wear it with no regard. Yeah, yeah. And they're not doing it just to be, because everybody doesn't do it. Right. So it's not for everyone, but, yeah. you know, people, I hear it all the time, how much people like my gear. So yeah, um, it's been awesome. Yeah, that's cool, man. I And, and uh, I think you're doing a great job um, with uh, the designs are really cool. I really like those. Um, where do you, where do you see that, uh, your apparel company in say, you know, three, five years, what, what's your, what's your goal for it? I mean, I'd like to grow it to where it, it is, um, you know, sustainable Yeah, where it can, you know, weather some storms if it needs to right mm -hmm. now, it's very much a small company. So I reinvest a lot of the profit of back course. into the company, yeah. you know, it's yeah. all of the profit, you yeah. know, it's not, it's not anything that's making me rich. Right. So, but I, it's new, you yeah. know, um, I think I heard Bear from Show Your Roll say after it was like six, seven years in, and they were thinking about closing down shop. It's a slow it's, game, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a slow game, game yeah. and it's a tough, especially now. There's yeah. so much competition. Yes, yeah. So for me, it's 100% about making relationships. Yeah. Um, I'm, at, I'm at the local tournaments. Mm -hmm. um, just got to get out there and get people to see it because, you know, there's enough room for everyone, obviously, but you just got to give people something that, and for me, a lot of that is the, the relationship. Mm, mm. Being local, I have no problem if all my customers are from here for now. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. friends with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, people know that they can get like a local made product. A lot of yep. people like that. So, or a local business. So, growing it, you know, just growing it, growing our team, um, getting some more big wins. It's, it's fun to go out to tournaments and see people wearing the stuff. And, and yeah. I kind of feel bad because people message me after, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't come through or something. And it's oh, like, okay. oh, come on. You know? like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, it's not even like that. There's right. never been a time where I've been disappointed in anyone. It's just as you're like a coach, you know, you're happy for your student to go out and compete. You know, obviously if they make some mistakes, they, they have something to work on. But yeah. it's never, I'm just proud of you for getting out there. Yeah. And the same thing if I'm, if you're wearing my apparel, you know, I, I don't have any high expectations and, that's just not how we are. You know, it's just like, Hey, go have fun. I just want you to look good while you're out there doing it. Yeah. We'll get some cool pictures. It'll yeah. be fun. It's something to be proud of as a competitor as well. Um, to be representing someone, as you said, absolutely. You kind of have this expectation on yourself. Now yeah. I want to make them feel proud. Yeah. That definitely exists with everyone I work with. Yep. And you know, but just grow it and, uh, I'm not going anywhere. So cool. that's, that's the, that's the thing. Uh, I, I don't see myself slowing down with jujitsu anytime soon. So yeah, why not I run this business in conjunction with my passion? Yeah. You know, as I go, I'm going to yep. grow the business. I'll meet more people. Yeah. Sponsor more people. Um, have more eyes on the product. I have a lot of, I've been real quiet these last couple of months because I've been just working a lot on getting a whole new lineup for like 2024 in terms of, or 2023 in terms of uh, um, product. Oh, and okay. Just having more professional advertising more. Yeah. so I'm, I'm working on a lot behind the scenes but as you know man you can it's it's a lot yeah it's a lot to do the social media to do yeah. the emailing yeah you know, and i'm i'm kind of giving you the, this is how it is when you're an entrepreneur and you're starting a smaller business you know maybe some point i'll have a team that can do some of this stuff yeah but for now it only makes business sense for me to do it and control everything yep and uh that's it man it's yeah. just it, it, it out there. You know, it, it's really, um, it's interesting because you're kind of like, um, there's there's a real uh, dichotomy going on with an artist who is also a businessman, you know what I mean? Like a business person. So that's really rare. 
because like you're very professional in your delivery of the product. Your your website is, I mean, your website's really good. It's really easy to navigate, really easy to purchase. So start buying on the website. So, um, but at, at the same time, I'm looking at your designs and I'm like, man, this guy's good. Like your brain, yeah. your, your artistic brain and your business brain work hand in hand. It's really good. They're good. They're good. But it's, it is always a struggle of, can they both be great? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's where a lot of creatives struggle with the business side because, or vice versa. If you're busy, you're not going to have the creative, but a lot of creatives will struggle with the business side yep. a little bit because yep. it might not be your cup of tea. Maybe I'm, I'm good at some, but there's always something more. And you know what I mean? If yeah. you have somebody just dedicated to the business side and you can, that's just when run. you can really yeah. take off. Yeah. So I'm, I'm torn between time. Yes. You know, the, the number one, the, my most favorite thing about the business is the creative side. And it's the least thing I do. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. and that's just the struggle because to be, to do uh, some of the creative part of it, I have to sit down at, you know, try to find a two, three hour block at a time is what I'll do and brainstorm and really just get into creating things on, in my graphic design program. Yeah. And then things start flowing, but yeah. it's an hours long and it might not come that night. Or yeah. maybe I do stuff that I'm not, proud of or I'll never use. Right. Um, oh yeah. There's gotta be a cutting room floor. Stuff yeah, yeah. All, so yeah. there's a lot of that. And I also have to have the, the, the management side, the business side to say, I have a lot of stuff in my mind in terms of design, but I can't just put it out there because yeah. it has to be able to sell. Yep. That's the, the downside. I'm like, I have really cool <laughs> stuff right now, but yeah. you know, how much can I sell? How long can it be on the shelf? I, I mean, we're small business, so we don't, it's not like, we have this constant flow of hundreds of people. Always. Or a warehouse to put everything in. Exactly. Yeah, so so yeah. it'd be great to get there. And yeah. and, there, and we can do that, you know. It's But for now, I can only do as much as I can. But I'm saying i got some new stuff coming out this next year. I think it's going to be a good year. We're going to be at all the tournaments here in the Valley. Um, nice. AZBJJL. And uh, get a lot of exposure that way. And people just – this last tournament I was at, um, I was – kind of shocked because I was coaching. So I'm in the coaching, the coaches, the coaches yeah. aisle in the middle. Yeah. And I just see so many athletes wearing Royal Union. I'm like, I don't even know these. It's like awesome. I used to know everyone that wore them. Yeah. You know? So uh, that felt good. Cause, and I saw a bunch of people's hands being raised on the mat and up on the metal podium with my gi. And I do not, I do not know who they are. That's so great. That, that's really great. And yeah. so, and you know, I know a lot of people in the community. I go to the tournaments, I'm coached there. You see a lot of people, but there's, there's over a thousand athletes at this last one. You don't, you can only know so many. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So you only you recognize so many. Yeah. Are you going to branch off and like into like, you know, fanny packs, backpacks, anything like that? Is there any plan for that? Yeah. I mean, I'd like to, I have some ideas for all that, but again, it's, it's the demand. Yeah. Um, and right now I'm just trying to build up the geese side of yep. it and, and, and our no geese gear as well. Yeah. Um, I think we have some of the best rash guards out there. Yeah. To be for honest. sure. Yeah. Um, and that's because I spent a lot of time on them. That's what people don't see. Same thing with the gi. I went through trials of making gis, and I don't like this fit. Let's do this. And you have all the different sizes, so there's yeah. a lot to consider. Yeah. Um, and it's always a, a kind of always uh, the process is never ending. Right. You know, I'm yeah. always trying to, like you said, uh, you the next every next one is be better and better. It's like okay, yeah. In my mind, I haven't even really begun releasing the good stuff. Right. Yeah. That's so that's, cool. Yeah. That's so, so cool. Yeah. Well, we'll get there, but it's also, I have to, 
I have to get up to a, a level where I can release, let's say like a special, a special release or something that yeah. sells out yeah. where I have enough clients that are like waiting for geese right now, you know, you got to be training a lot to get need new geese. Right. So, yeah. you know, just got to find the right market and, uh, and go from there. It's just, I appreciate everyone that's wearing that stuff out there. It's super, I'm super stoked to see it. So. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. You know, it's just like anything else, man. Like, um, when we were going to, when I was going to start this podcast, I was like, there's so many podcasts out there. And the more you dig into it, the more you realize there's not a whole lot of competition if you look at it in a, in a certain way. Number one, if you're good, you're going to stand out, right? And you got to understand, you're going to suck at first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So over time, you're going to get better. And as long as you stick with it, you might get good one day and, yeah. and then stand out. Um, the other thing is, when people are doing podcasts, and I'm sure like there's apparel companies coming up and shutting down all the time, yep. is they may have great ideas, but they don't have that stick to I guess exactly. is kind of a word. Yeah. Um, and just like in the podcast world, of the two million podcasts that there are, I think there might be a million active ones. Yep. And of those million, they're re- you know some people are releasing like once a month and they're still considered active. Right. So they're really not, those guys aren't even in the game. So you can almost remove a third of those, right? Yeah. And so- the, the pool is smaller. So my mentality is if I stick with this and I get better, maybe I'll stand out and it could turn into something right now. Just like, you know, yeah. I, you know, it's not, it's not, mm-hmm. it's a passion project and I love doing it, but it could turn into something or 100%, not. Yeah. E- either way. I'm, I'm happy doing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's like, that's the best attitude to have. It's like yeah. you're doing, it's like jujitsu. Yeah. 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 Right. It's, yeah. it's exactly like that. And that's how I look at all my projects now. It's like, and when I started jujitsu, I just knew, Hey, 10 years, you know, they yeah. say they say about ten years. I'm like, okay, you can't really wrap your head around that. But I'm like, yeah. at some point, I started thinking early on, okay, this is gonna suck for a while. <laughs> it's gonna be hard. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'm not gonna want to go. But it, I knew I had the work ethic because I've had work ethic my whole life. Yeah. Always had a job since I was very young. Yeah. I just knew if I stuck with it, kept learning. I just I would look at a long distance goal, but a, almost like a dream. Yeah. I wouldn't put any, write it down or say, I want to be this, but I'd always be like, okay, let's just think about it for a few seconds here. If I continue this and I don't stop at some point, I'll be a black belt. Yeah. And and that was my goal at the the time, not even really knowing what a black belt was. Right. (laughs) Right. Now, you know, it's black belt's just another step on your journey. It's like, it's like the entry level to be able to learn the more advanced stuff. Literally the base of the mountain. Exactly. You're not at the top of the mountain. No, not at all. So, uh, but to that point, that's how I've been look. That's how you look at the podcast, you know, and that's how I look at my apparel company. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm just going through now. I'm having fun. I'm creating stuff. We're, we're making some money, keep it up, keep going. And just like in jujitsu, we'll advance, we'll grow yep. as long as I keep on it, you know, yep. and keep that de- the dedication. Yep. And it's the same thing with podcasting. At some point I see myself being 10 years more mature, 10 yeah. years with 10 years more worth of customers. Yes. You know, yeah. that type of thing. It's, it's a slow grow. You got to, these types of small businesses and, a, and an academy is much in the same way. You got to yeah. develop relationships and that's really all small business. Yeah. It's, you got to have the relationship. And sometimes that takes time. Sometimes it comes at you quick in certain, in certain ways, but a lot of times it means just develop having good reputation and just moving on and making good networks yeah. that you meet other people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think, I think, um, you know, um, not being afraid to make mistakes, like, you know, 
make the mistakes, fail a little bit, yeah. learn from those failures, just like jujitsu, right? You, yep. you're, you're, you're learning a new move and you're, you're trying it out and you get smashed. Yeah. Same, same, same principle in podcasting or anything else that you do. Right. I mean, I mean, it's just, it's a hundred percent the yeah, same. You, yeah. you have to be will. The thing about podcasting is you got to be a little bit more willing to be in front, like make the mistakes in front of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and much like teaching, yeah. you know, even, even as an instructor, you might not have the best day or you might have forgotten to show something and, and you know what I mean? You're, yeah. if you're in tune to what you're doing, you kind of are critical of yourself sometimes, yes. but that's why I have so much respect because I, I do do this as part of my career is instruct jujitsu. Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. Like it's, it's, I admire people that do it such as yourself because it does take a lot of, you're just tuned in and yeah. every night you're putting yourself out there. Let's no one's really you're gonna scrutinize you, but right. yeah, you know, you want to do your best. Yeah. You can imagine having like one of the original Gracies watching you. It's like, dude, you know what I mean? Yes. It's you want to be. Yeah. It's you're so you're on a stage in some sense. Anytime you're a teacher of any anything, if you're a teacher, you're on a stage. You're teaching yeah. people. Everyone's attention's on you, so you want to do your best. Same yeah. podcasting. That was the one thing for us too. Is like we're just having this conversation, yeah. and if we say something, we never. I don't, we never edited ours one time. It's beautiful. So, you know, you, yeah, we're just, what that proved is we're decent people. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You're good people. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're not, uh, you know, we were never on there talking shit or anything yeah. like that. We just talked jujitsu and, and to your point, we, for us on our, in our podcast, we were putting out one a week, which is a lot of work for yeah. a couple of people that already have two, three other jobs going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, for us, we did 50 episodes um, over it, it was an every week. So it was maybe like a year and three months worth. And we were plowing through them. We have a lot of great episodes. If you want to check it out, the road to black podcast. Yeah. But to your point, neither of us at some point, we both talked and did one of these. We're like, okay, time out. Yeah. We've been blasting through these. It's been amazing. Yeah. Sometimes you have to make a shift or a change. Sure. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what we did in that sense is like, okay, we got to slow this down. Either let's do them, put them out slower or. Um, cause we, we're, we never did this before. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, we're no post podcast experts, right. so, but it was well received. And my point is, is you got to kind of pace yourself mm -hmm. and that's, that could be the same in jujitsu as well. So we, we were going, you know, one a week, boom, 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 boom. It was a pace that ultimately we couldn't keep up with. Yeah. So we've taken a break for a while and that's okay. You know, um, the content's still out there. We still have the platform and that's our podcast. Yeah. But like you got to kind of pace yourself so you don't burn out. I would yeah. say that's another part. And you can do that in jujitsu too. And I've For seen sure. that as well, uh, where someone is much more involved or active, maybe in their lower belts or blue belt, let's say, and they might even compete at a ton. And then for some reason it's like, the, maybe the competition was the only part of the enjoyment or, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't see it often, but it's, that's why jujitsu is, it's a good to set some long-term goals, but just live in the moment and try to just be consistent, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, don't go crazy. Like I always tell new people, I'll have new brand new people come in and they're, I'm like, okay, so how, how many days are you planning on training? And I'm <laughs> right. waiting to hear two or three. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm going to do, uh, you know, two a days on three, three days. No, 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 no. Just yeah. hold, hold off. You're yeah. brand new. Like, Let's just at least, uh, can you do that is what I will talk. You know what? It's like, you it's don't want to. That's a valid question. Because people don't know yeah. what the workload's like yeah. mentally and physically. Yeah. 
And if, especially if you already have a job, I don't want you to just come and then burn yourself out mm -hmm. or get injured yeah. by training too much right away. Yeah. And that's just one example, but, um, you know, you got to make it work for you. And the one thing I never did though, was stop training. So I, yep. I've never, you know, I, yep. I mean, I think my longest break was a serious knee injury during COVID time. And that was it. You know, yeah. Five, six months later, I was back on the mat and, you know, in the end, I hit my goal of 10 years. It, it was never really a hard goal. Yeah. But that's just the way it worked out. Yeah. You know, yeah. I trained for 10 years and I got, I was awarded my black belt this year. So that's awesome, man. It was awesome. That's so yeah. cool. Congratulations Thank on that, you. by the way, that's freaking awesome. Feels so, good. So let's talk about, um, let's go into those injuries a little bit because I am always curious. There's, there's, um, there's a couple things that have happened to me that have made me, um, you know, kind of sit back and think about, do I really want to continue doing this? Believe, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's, uh, uh, one of them is, um, I have, um, like, uh, adult acne mm -hmm. and it flares up and then I just bleed everywhere. And I'm like, man, I don't want to do this. Like it, it, it I never said I'm going to quit, but if, yeah. if there's one thing that drove me crazy, it was that. And finally I got it under control, but I was taking a lot of, you know, antibiotics and stuff like that. They would just make me feel like crap. And it just, I Sounds cannot, terrible. It was horrible. It was yeah. horrible. And it was like a cycle. Like I, I would get off of them and I'd feel good, but then yeah. I'd get break it, I'd break out and then I'd get back on them and I'd feel terrible. They just drained me, you right. know, cause you're literally killing all oh, of yeah. even good They're bacteria. Terrible for you. Yeah. So finally I got off of them and you know, there's some topicals that I found thanks to a friend of mine, Christine, shout out to Christine. Um, she, she helped me a lot and man, I, I'm so much happier. I feel so much better, but is there something that in, in your past that has been like, man, maybe jujitsu isn't for me? No. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I've had a serious knee injury that's still bothers that's happened a couple of years ago and it's yeah. still I'm having some issues with it lately. Yeah. And it's really just tenderness, you know, so yeah. it's ligament stuff. Um, but I've always been one to just lower my ex own expectations sometimes and okay. train around things, especially at my age. You yeah. know, you got to be realistic. One of the things one of the reasons I jumped into teaching so much is that I realized as you as an older grappler, as you're getting older, you're never going to, you're not going to be able to keep up at the same pace. Right. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, you can be, there's, there's some crazy freaks out there. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, you can still train, but I'm not going to be able to get the same amount of training as like a 25 year old that I might be rolling with. Correct. <laughs> so yeah. It yeah. just, you, you know, and so looking at that, I started understanding I need to start study, and this happened several years ago. I need to start the mental more. If I yeah. can't, if I can't ever increase, it's like I always wanted to go an extra class or two, but yeah. it just never happened. Right. Because I have other things going on. Yeah. Honestly, you, uh, if I'm 48 years old, so you have to really manage your body, you know, and, yeah. and take care of it because I know if I go too hard and then all of a sudden something flares up, now I'm out for a couple. Yeah. Now I have to really take it easy. Yeah. You know, so it's a very fine balance. And, and while you're taking it easy, you're getting out of shape. Yeah. And then if you're getting out of shape, you might be eating like crap. And then it's just like, it's just cascades the into the cycle. And then, then you like, you can't wait to get back, but you're like, oh no. Yeah. As soon as I get back, I'm going to get killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. that's, that's definitely it. You know, I mean, that's. I try not to think about that too much because yeah. I'm just like, there's, we got such skilled people. I'm like, I know I'm, I yeah. mean, <laughs> I always am like, oh God, I haven't rolled in like two weeks, you know, something's yeah. flared up or, but you know, it all, you get on the mat and you, you're fine, you know, yeah. but it's, it's really just the balance of 
that's the one thing I can say is I, I started pouring more into the mental yeah. because I couldn't be at the more classes for the physical. Gotcha. Okay. So that's one thing I can recommend to people that are middle-aged grapplers is really dive into the mental part because you can learn a lot and then apply it when you are on the mats. Right. Mm, so that's, yeah. I'm, I'm firm believer in that. So, yeah. and for us, that can just mean going, we have an online school as well. So you can go and study the videos as you can be in there every night. And yeah. then if you can only get in three days a week, you can apply that in your roles. Yeah. You know, you're thinking about those moves yep. and I've done that plenty of times, you know? So, yeah. um, you know, staying, it's the balance of staying healthy and it's, it's managing around the frustration. Mm. Um, you know, I've had some the most serious injuries I've had were rib injuries. Um, I had one to the, which was, I've had three. The, the last one was a few years ago and it was my back ribs. Oh, those are terrible. I went to the hospital cause I thought I was having a heart attack. Holy crap. Yeah. That's, that's, yep. that's next level pain, dude. Next level pain. Yeah. And I, and it hit me 30 minutes after I got off the mat. I even rolled. I know exactly what happened. And then I rolled two more times. Kind of got jerked. <laughs> I got jerked the wrong way. And I kind of tweaked my whole back and popped my cartilage in my rib in the back. Oh, yeah. So man, I thought awful. I had a heart attack. Yeah. I went to the urgent care. <laughs> oh, your heart's fine. I couldn't walk for two days. Yeah. It was, I've never experienced anything like that. And it was during that time I was like, oh, am I even going to be able to, yeah. how long is this going to take? Yeah. You know, cause I've been, rib injuries are very tough. Um, if you have cartilage stuff in your, and I've treated a bunch of people with cryotherapy with mm -hmm. this. Yeah. You got to rest. Yeah. You got to rest. That's four, it. Depends on how, how severe, but usually four to eight weeks, you got to yeah. rest it up because I've seen so many times people are like, oh, it feels better this week. And they go. And then they just flare it up again yeah, and it yeah. goes on for months. Yeah. But and all um, you need is one little twist yeah. or one little push the wrong injury. way. It's a tough injury, man. Can't yeah. sneeze. Yeah. You know, can't, <laughs> can't go to the sleep, bathroom. Can't sleep. It just sucks, man. Um, terrible. Yeah. So, but the knee one is the more nagging one for me. I mean, and it's my, the knee that I always have like a lasso or daily yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's just a lot of, it's my MCL and mm -hmm. meniscus on the inside. So I just work around it. Like right now it's been sore. I, d I did roll several times with my students this week, but I just kind of made sure I was being okay. Maybe did a little bit. Yeah. yeah. A lot. Yeah. Maybe a lot, but that's what you got to do. I, I was in Europe for a couple of weeks and that's when I, I mean, I walked so much. Yeah. I got back and my knee was super sore. Yeah. So I'm still feeling <laughs> that. So, uh, yeah. you know, managing around it and just, that's it. But I always kept a positive attitude. And I tell, tell my students this as well is like, even when I was a blue belt and I got a lot of gym cred, from this from just just from my peers and my coach and stuff but the first time i first and second time i hurt my ribs i think it was white and blue belt yeah it was basically one was like this guy put on like a body triangle from the back and just like literally crushed squeezed yeah the other one was just being under somebody's side control like top heavy pressure yeah and um both times though i knew that i was gonna be out for a while but i came into class anyway and i just sat on the side yep beautiful and i knew i was doing i knew i would get good instruction but i could stay involved i knew i'm mentally. like okay yeah mentally yeah. i gotta keep checked in because at that point i wasn't like a diehard like i am now you yeah know, i didn't live on the mats yeah but especially when i was the white belt i'm like okay i need to stay involved here if this is going to take six to eight weeks which it took like six weeks or whatever but yeah i recommend that you know stay stay if it's a longer especially if it's a longer term injury you know stay involved go to open mats sit on the side get keep with up with your friendships you yeah. know it's yeah. like because and people if, miss you. Yeah. They miss you. Like you're, you, uh, you know, some people may think they don't, it doesn't matter if they show up or not. It matters. Matters a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. It is. And I, you know, and you've seen it enough, you know, you, I have friends that I haven't seen in months. I'm like, yeah. okay, where, 
where you been, man? And then you see him again. It's like, okay. Yeah. But the, the injuries can really derail your, your progress, you yeah. know? So you gotta, you have to go into it with a mindset that something is going to happen, but you can train safe. I mean, I haven't had that much stuff. Most of most stuff over my career. And I've also, like I said, I started when I was 38 years old. Yeah. So not a young man, not, you know, I wish I was 38 now, but not the youngest of man, <laughs> yeah. you know, if a 38 year old would say, I wish I could start it. I started at 18 or as a kid, you know? Yeah. But, um, you know, you just gotta, at, if at this age, you just gotta manage everything and just hope and know that things are going to happen, but just work around them and stay motivated. Yeah. That's, that's all the, that's all I can say. Most of my injuries were like ligament stuff, like sore, yeah. sore tennis elbow and, or sore neck or a lot of soreness, but yeah. I also owned a recovery center. So I do a lot of recovery. That worked out like a champ. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can't get to cryotherapy or an ice bath or, you know, compression therapy is yeah, huge. Do yeah. that, do hot sauna. Yeah. I'm a big proponent of that hot tub. Yeah. Um, anything you can do, especially when, I mean, younger people I see bounce back all the time. I'm always so envious. I'm like, <laughs> man, you just yeah. had a serious shoulder issue. You know, already yeah. back. I'm like, that would have taken me a year to heal. Yeah. But you know, Take care of your bodies. I mean, I was always a huge proponent of that with the cryo, but now I just try to get it wherever I can. I probably don't do enough. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's tough. It's a tough sport. Yeah, no, so. and and that's solid advice, man. That everything you said there, especially taking care of your body and start at a, start at a young age because you just never know. We're all we all get told we can't do something anymore, yeah. right? For some people, it comes sooner than later. You could be twenty five years old and you just can't train anymore because yeah. your body's just so banged up. So um, yeah, that's that's really good advice to take care of the body. But speaking of taking care of the body, I want to get into your uh, your your um, you're a diabetic. Yep. And I want to find out, I want to know how that affects your training and how you kind of work around, um, you know, I don't, I don't even know how it limits you. I, I don't know anything about it, like what it does to you physically, but it, I can't imagine it's, it can hinder you a little bit. Um, yeah. Well, it's, it's actually, you have to think about it all the time, which mm. is, it's, when you're new to that condition, it's very annoying. Mm. It's always annoying, but you, you get used to it. So, I mean, the, the short, the short story of it is. 21 years ago, I was diagnosed with type one diabetes out of nowhere. Wow. So I was 27 years old and I just, I was living just a regular life thinking my life was fine and yeah. healthy. And all of a sudden my blood sugar started getting out of whack. And over the course of several months, I got really ill and lost a ton of weight. I had every symptom, um, extreme thirst, you know, lethargic. I was at work, like falling asleep at work. I used wow. to drive forklifts, um, in a warehouse and I would just like doze off. And I'm like, what, what's going on? Like, crazy. And I just, I had a young child at the time. I thought it was just, um, Hey, I'm a new dad. I got yeah. all this stuff going on, like but chronic, I didn't recognize it. Yeah, exactly. Didn't yeah. recognize it. <clears throat> anyway, I find out, um, that I have type type one diabetic, you know, through blood work eventually. And it was just a total shock to me. So at that moment I had to just completely change the way I live my life. Yeah. So, and ever since I've been living as a t type one diabetic, uh, you know, somebody that lives with that condition, you know, it's crazy. So what it does is basically your pancreas stops making insulin. So the insulin takes like when you eat carbs or sugars, the insulin takes that, the carbs and sugars and converts it into cell energy. Mm. So it's where you get your energy in your life. Gotcha. Yeah. Is through, that's how the food works. Right. And in your bloodstream and stuff. So without that, your blood sugars, the sugars in your blood uh, basically build up. And also, you're not getting any of those nutrients mm. 
or anything from because there's no insulin. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing. The insulin is the 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 mechanism that sh- converts everything. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, using through your pancreas. So without that, your blood sugars go super high. Okay, so type one diabetes, your your pancreas just stops making insulin. It's a it's a mystery. They don't know why. Um, it's nothing that you were doing, like you'd had there, no. There's no. Like there's no one. It's unsolved. Wow. No one even knows what causes this disease. Wow. Really. Yeah. Um, it's an autoimmune disease. All of a sudden, your body just stops making insulin. Wow. I have all my theories, um, mm-hmm. but I just don't know. You know, yeah. I can only look back on my life and say, "What did I do here? What of was course. I? What was my? Yeah. Where was I? Was it? Is it somewhere where you live? For me, I think it was things like." Um, Tobacco use, like I chewed tobacco for a long time, or sugar. I've always been addicted to sugar. Oh, okay. These are things that someone would say, oh, that's not, doesn't correlate. But when you're, I was, I used to eat so much sugar as a kid. <laughs> I'm like, did I, did I overblow my system? <laughs> you know, did I you blow it out? Into overdrive. And yeah. I don't know. So my, the point is, is you don't know. No one knows. Yeah. And it's typically called juvenile diabetes because a lot of times kids and even babies will have it. Okay. So, but now much more, much more um, in today's society, People get it older in life even. So there's two types of diabetes. Type 1 diabetes is when your body stops making insulin. 5% of all diabetics are that. Gotcha. You, you, to live, you have to give yourself insulin every day. How so many times a day? However many times I eat carbs. Wow. Okay. So it's a constant <clears throat> thing. Yeah. Um, 95% of diabetics are type 2 diabetes, which is when typically when your body still makes insulin, but your body doesn't use the me- it, the mechanisms broken because typically because it's because of uh, obesity. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. people that lose weight, it's proven now. If you lose weight, you're type two diabetic. You lose weight, you can lose diabetes completely. Because you're still making insulin. It's kind of a yeah, different. Yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of a different disease. Yeah. Um. So, me, I just immediately had to start living life taking insulin. So what that means is there's different delivery mechanisms. Some people you might see wear a pump. I don't wear a pump. I just have a, a syringe and a vial of insulin that I have with me at all times. If I eat, let's say I eat something bad, and let's say it's a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. I'm just going to give you a math example. 40 grams of carbs, let's say. Yeah. Pretty, you know, just a decent size pretty cookie. standard. Yeah. yeah. A lot of sugar, right? Yeah. If I don't eat that, my blood sugars will go through the roof. And what I mean by that is typically minor, like between 80 Let's say it's parts per million blood to 120. I'm just giving you a range. Yeah. Uh, like for you, yours is probably like 70 to 100 or 110. That's a okay. normal person. Mine's range is always a little higher. But if I ate that without giving myself insulin, within like, for me, and this is different for everyone, but within 30 minutes, my blood sugar could be over 200. And, and what I'll, happens then? I immediately start feeling tired and lethargic. Wow. So when your blood sugar gets high, you feel really Worn. It's like, I almost explain it as like if you had, this isn't really what it is, but if you have like thick blood and mm. nothing's worse, it's like, just feel terrible yeah. you know, in a sense. Yeah. And so when you're diagnosed as a type one, you have that feeling for months. That's the feeling I had, but wow. for like six months and they can test that. Man, yeah. So they saw that I had it for a long time. I was just living through this zombie land, you know? Yeah. So now if I don't take insulin, I go back into those ranges. And the sad part is, is many people who don't take care of themselves are living in those ranges all the time. Yeah. It's very de- dangerous to your organs as yeah. well. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that was going to be my question. What happens over time if you don't, if you don't take care of that? Well, a type one diabetics organs are, they're not great anyway. So mm. the prospects of living as long of a life as most isn't the greatest, okay. but it's because of the wear and tear on your heart and your kidneys and your, wow. and your pancreas. Yeah. It's because of the volatility, the, 
to have up and downs, up and downs. And even as, so the key to managing type one diabetes is try to keep the level just as your pancreas keeps your level like this. I have to somehow do that artificially. Yeah. And that's tricky because to go back to your question, if I'm training that can, that when you train, that's going to affect how your body works. Well, your pancreas handles the balancing. Yeah. Mine doesn't have that. So mine could adrenaline can, I tell the story on my podcast, but like when I would compete is some of the toughest times. So, so just to step back before that, if I eat that cookie and I give myself a, the appropriate dosage of insulin, which I've calculated over time with error. Yep. So you like, <laughs> right. so if I'm eating 10 grams, I give myself one unit in a syringe, one yep. unit. So let's say I give myself four units for that cookie. If I hit the mark, it's kind of a crapshoot. Oh, if I'm okay. good, yeah. if I get it perfect, my blood sugar might not change that much. Yeah. If I give myself too much insulin and the cookie and it overtakes all of the carbs and sugars in my blood, my insulin, my sugars go down, my blood sugar goes down. And wow. that's what that can be deadly on the spot. Yeah. So if you ever see a diabetic that's passed out, that's why if they're still coherent, you have to give them like a Coke or something with sugar immediately. Gotcha. That's the dangerous part. High blood sugar, you can live with for months. It'll kill you, but you'll be living with it for months before wow. it does. Yeah. Low blood sugar. Like if I just get my insulin right now and I give myself a, sh a shot of high dose and I don't eat, I could be dead in an hour. Whoa. So Whoa, that, that's, that's, scary. that's how you, that's how, that's what people don't know, but that's, that's the balance so that I like on a competition day, I would barely ever eat because if I, let's just say, I think I'm calculating it right. And yeah. I give myself the insulin and adrenaline does this or that. And I get out there. And so it's always a balance. So I always wow. have to be in very good health to even compete and yeah. accept a competition. Yeah. Um, for me though, what would happen was typically adrenaline would shoot mine up. So I would look, I, and I wouldn't even eat that day, which is never, it never goes up unless I eat without insulin. Yeah. Like that's just how my body works. If I'm fasting, it never goes up. It doesn't do that. That's not how it works. Adrenaline though, it made my blood sugar shoot up. So it was like, oh, I was at master worlds shoot. one year and it was like two fifty. And wow. I'll immediately, I was just, because I, I knew, I was like, why am I feeling like this? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, because now I'm in the middle of competing yeah. at Master Worlds. Yeah. And I'm like, do I give myself insulin? Because if now I don't have food on my body, okay, so I didn't eat anything. If I give myself insulin to combat the high sugars, that's very much a crapshoot. Wow. Because now I'm messing with the calculation. Now I'm just using insulin to get my levels down and then yeah. it can go too far. Holy. Yeah. Crap. So that is scary. Man. It is. It's very, and there's a lot of athletes that compete in professional sports now with type one diabetes, but it's very much something you have to, you're always tuned in yeah. or, you, or you die. Yeah. There, there's actually, um, there's actually a, a, a cycling team that I read about years ago. They're, they were called team type one. Yeah. It was all type one diabe diabetics that were, you know, that were cyclists. Yeah. Can you imagine? Crazy dude. Yeah. That's like, effort you know to the whatever yeah. degree that's um that's pretty wild man i never knew that i never yeah. knew that well I, I you and i had talked about you having you know diabetes but i never knew how it affected you especially like i always think about food right you counter food you just whatever yeah. but will a i mean does a like a carnivore diet or a no carb diet kind of help you tremendously okay in fact um oh what's his name david carr the former nfl player yeah his brother plays now but he uh his story is interesting because his kids I think he has three or four kids. Three of them had diabetes. Whoa. So, and his wife and he didn't. 
type one. <laughs> okay. So it obviously ran in the family. He, after his kids had already had it, he gets it like a few years ago. He realizes he has it. Whoa. So he later in life, like myself, he found out about it. So yeah. obviously it came through his gene pool. Yeah. So now the, there's like four of them. They have an Instagram. It's like four of them deal with this condition. But he almost never takes insulin because he's like, he never eats carbs, <laughs> which is genius. And to be yeah. honest, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Again, I've been addicted to sugar forever. So yeah. I, I would love, I've been done keto before. Yeah. You know, it's tough to yeah. never have carbs. Yeah. But yeah. It is very good for my condition. So I will typically stick with a low carb diet. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm always like, I don't ever drink sugar, not a Gatorade, never drinking sugar. You know, every, I just have to consider it. I can have like, if we're, if we're having a, a birthday party and there's a piece of cake, I can have that. I have to calculate how many carbs is in that. And then I give myself insulin and yeah. everything's okay, but it's just not as good as not right. doing it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like everything else. So obviously, it's just, uh, yeah. it's really just the, luckily I, I train and teach a lot in the mornings with jujitsu. So I've always done that. And in, in the morning time, it's some of my most, it's st a stable time for me. And I, I've never eaten in the morning. Are you, I was going to ask you, are, so, are you fasted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I I'm basically doing fasted cardio for the last 10 years. That's awesome. <laughs> so I mean, and then, you know, and it's good for me in terms of that condition. Cause I'm not giving myself insulin. I test my blood sugar in the morning, every morning. And then I go from there and typically it's in a good range and I just go train and it doesn't, now everyone's different. Some people can get out there and maybe have like a little adrenaline dump even during training yeah. and they might have, you know? Yeah. So I have a young, a young man, a good friend of mine, his son recently got diagnosed with type one diabetes and it's like, it was kind of serendipitous because this is a good friend of mine in the gym, George. Yeah. You know George? George. Yeah. He, um, his son got diagnosed. So here, here I am as like somebody that can talk wow. to him about, and he trains. Oh, cool. Okay. So he started competing this year. And yeah. so he's, it's been cool, a cool journey because I've seen him try to like, he's managing for the first year of his life, yeah. this condition. And he's yeah. going out and competing. Yeah. Testing in between, like doing what I had to do as an adult. There's a yeah. child doing this, yeah. you know, a kid, you know, so it's, it's been cool. And I, you know, I like to, there's, there's some type one diabetes, uh, jujitsu Instagram groups. I was going to ask you if you're part of any groups like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's some out there. So people share experiences and everyone's I've, what I've seen, everyone's experience is so different. Yeah. And it really is because of the lifestyle, mm. you know? So it's something that if you can, you know, you just got to manage it. Yep. If you're not managing it, it can screw up other parts of your life. Yeah. Your health isn't there, but it's always, it's always right there. You know, it's always in the forefront and it's just how I have to do it. You know, I've, I've, I tell people I've like done the finger prick blood tests tens of thousands of times, you know, and then giving yourself insulin. So needles don't bother me at all yeah, because that's yeah. my whole life. But what, what choice did I have? Not, not yeah. one, you know, yeah. I mean, I had a couple, but right away in the hospital, I was like, Oh, I got to change my life now. Yeah. And wow. that's just what I did. And I never looked back. I mean, and you know, you got to do as live as comfortably as you can without yeah. stressing about a chronic right. condition like that and just go, go forward. Yeah. And I, it, it really has made me who I am because I just realized how valuable life is now. Like yeah. It's time to, like you said, now it, have this podcast, lit, enjoy it. You know, it's yeah. like live your best life every day. Today, Absolutely. You know? and that's yeah. what I do now. It's like, I want to do the, the, I'm the only, you know, you only have so much time to do these things, you know? Yeah. When you're younger, you always think I have so much time. Got a million years. Yeah. yeah. I'll just do that yeah. later. Or I'll be able to do that. No, you got to like start and you got to start enjoying it because yeah. 
uh, time here on earth is finite. So, yeah. So, you know, and, and along those lines, man, you know, obviously time is finite. People are living a little longer than they used to, but you and I will never have to go to our graves wondering what if. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. I love that. This is like win or lose. I've already yeah. won. I've already won. You totally. know what I mean? I don't have to, it, it's going to play out the way it's going to play out. So that's pretty cool. Jiu-jitsu does that for you too. It's like, you, yeah. you've, you've accomplished something so great. Because yeah. you challenge yourself for so long. It's so self, it's so satisfying. It is. You know, that's why people really like, that's the true, that's the honesty of why people love jujitsu is because it's so damn challenging. Yeah. And it's something that you can be proud of. Yeah. That we don't get too much of that in life. Yeah. So when you get that through jujitsu and live, and then you realize, oh, I'm going to do this as long as I can. Yeah. It's much more of a f- fulfilled life. It really is. When you is, go to man. the grave. It really is. And, and it, because jujitsu is fulfilling like it that, is. right? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, and then, you know, forget you, you get the opportunity to mentor people, you know, like you're mentoring somebody in the, in the most, in the best way possible. Someone that's basically going to start living the life you've been living for the past, you know, yeah. what, what's it, 20, 10 years, 20 years, 22 years, 22 yeah, years. years. And basically he's got a wealth of knowledge. Like, Hey, what do you think about this? And you yeah. can just, Hey, you know what? When I did that, everybody's, everybody's an individual. However, yeah. you know, that's, so valuable, valuable, and and man, and and jujitsu kind of brought you together. Totally, it's it's no, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a cool story, and and I take pride in being a you know a role model for him. Too. Yeah, just from afar, you know, he's he does take my classes. I'm one of his coaches, but it's just he. Lo- I know he looks up to me and looks to me and says, "Hey, this guy could he did it." Yeah, you know, that's it. So I, I had diabetes when I started jujitsu. Yeah. So. It was a concern. Yeah. So I did. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. You, it can be done. You know, you put your mind to it and, you know, be safe and smart about it. I love it, man. Well, listen, um, we got to close on that one. I apologize. I, I, man, I feel like we could go another hour, hour and a half, but I have a hard stop at, at four o'clock. So, no um, I'd love to come back. Yeah. We'll definitely have you back again. Uh, but before you leave, uh, we do a, a lightning round of questions. Um, there are no wrong answers on, on this. It just, uh, answer as quickly as you can. All right. All right, here we go. Name a game show you think you could actually win. Price is right. What's your favorite cheat meal? Uh, Maddie G's. Ooh, nice. What's the longest you've gone without brushing your teeth? Half a day. Really? Nice. Okay. Uh, what's your go-to karaoke song? Uh, Wish You Were Here. Ooh, very good. Uh, what's a dumb song you secretly like? Um... Miley Cyrus, bangers out. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you kill bugs or yell for help? That's uh, a different one. Everybody. Uh, so sleep in or take a nap? Definitely uh, take a nap. I take never nap. sleep in. Nice. Use a public restroom or hold it? I'll use a public restroom. Okay. Do Would you rather travel into the future or back in time? Back in time. Rolling Stones or Elvis? Rolling Stones. DC or Marvel? Oh, man. DC. What's your favorite child TV show? Uh, Flintstones. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was somebody on the podcast, I can't remember who it was, said the A-Team. I was like, oh, Yes. Yeah, I love the A team. Yeah. So. Oh, there's so many. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, and um, thank you so much for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. I'm glad we can make it happen. Yeah, I know we had a sure. couple of snafus on the on the scheduling on my part, but uh, Paul, thank you so much for doing this, and um, c- uh, congratulations on the apparel company. And I wish you all the su- success in the world, man. Thanks for having me on, man. Pleasure.